0: Hey guys, welcome, welcome. We are gonna dive into some stuff. We're gonna do a little storytelling, I swear. I feel like whenever I talk about this stuff, I just like reminisce on my life and I'm in shock of who I used to be. Oh God, Steph in her 20s and just completely overlooking those like obvious red flags. Like what the hell was wrong with me? That, and you know what's funny is they were just so dead on obvious and I just didn't want to see it. In my mind, I was like, oh, they'll change, or oh, this will be different, or it'll get better. I just didn't know to just (laughs) look at someone at face value and just think, okay, what if this never changes because it's probably not going to, Um, what do we do about this? Like I was so hung up on, and I was not a girl that was jumping from one relationship to the next. I took my time getting to know people and I took my time like in between relationships. I, I always needed like my time after a breakup so I could just get back to me and feel like a sane person again. Cause you know, when a relationship ends, it sucks. It's not fun. And, you know, we. I'm just not that kind of person to just like jump from one person to the next. But I know that I have made the mistake so many times of the red flags looking like they're not as bad as they were. And I I don't even mean like extreme things. It's just like these little things that I just overlooked and thought like it'll get better. It'll get better. Like things will change or or it doesn't matter right now. I'm just so happy. I'm so into this. And, and, oh my God, even just saying that out loud means that my bar was so incredibly low that we were just like scraping the bottom of the barrel, getting like the bare minimum. Like, what the hell was I happy about? (laughs) What was I getting in this relationship? I just didn't know me and I didn't know relationships. And I wasn't, I didn't know how to just like take people at face value. I didn't know how to see people clearly because I knew that I wanted to feel something, but when I wasn't honing in on, okay, am I getting that feeling from this person? I just I just fantasized. I swear it was all about the fantas- the fantasy of the relationship and just having someone around or the white picket fence or looking good on paper. Quite frankly, not looking good on paper either, and just being attractive. I mean, how we've all been there where we literally were in relationships with people that we just found attractive. And yeah, that doesn't mean that they were horrible people, and maybe they were your friend, but they were a shitty friend. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, you were not having a deep connection with this person, you were not having like real intimate conversations. I know I wasn't. It was, I remember like one person in particular, I just, I never ever could have an emotional connection or like even conversation with this person. They could never let me in. And I wouldn't say it was surface level. I think because I'm sensitive and an empath, I feel like I can really see people. I can see like it sounds corny, but like I can see into like the soul of a person. Like I can see who you are. And when you're that deep of a person, you will it's very easy for you to overlook red flags. And like let's top it on let's put on top of that that we're wounded, insecure, don't understand law of attraction, don't understand how the how the world works and that if you want something, you can actually have it, you just end up settling because you have all these things like going against you. So when I think back and I'm like, okay, that relationship, like he was never, ever able to like let me in. And I think pretty much every single relationship prior to my current one, every man was never able to let me in. Never, ever. Never told me their weaknesses or where they struggled or, you know, just they weren't human in those ways. Like they didn't, Because probably, I mean, hell, a lot of them just didn't even know what the hell was wrong with them and what their insecurities were. They were just unaware and just going through life. So if all of that is what's happening, and I mean, let's be honest, I was doing the same thing, but when all of that's happening, you can't see a red flag. You're not going to because you, you're you looking for something. You're looking for something to fill you and you don't even know what that something is. That's like the painful part is we don't even know sometimes like what the hell we're looking for. We're just into the fantasy of relationships and we're not understanding what makes a relationship healthy and how can we be healthy. Like those are not conversations that were, we experienced growing up is like, okay, how can I be healthy? And this is, goes beyond, oh, making sure that a guy, you know, opens up your door for you and, and chivalry and make sure that this woman like respects you as a man. Like it goes beyond that. It goes like, do you actually know how to take care of yourself when no one is around? If you know how to do that, then you're gonna raise the bar for people in your life. It just is. And you're gonna also know that people in your life are never going to fully meet that bar because you you can't you can't expect someone to meet you at that bar all the time every day because they're their own person. They're going through their own stuff. they have their own situations. But hell, they should be meeting you at that bar like nine point nine times out of ten like pretty much almost every single time they should be hitting it. And that's where you're you're with your best friend and that's where you're with like your soulmate if you believe in that stuff and, and the person that you should actually be with. So I know I'm not the only one who's seen a guy and thought, or a girl, and thought, oh, look, I can overlook that. I swear every time I would meet a guy, I never really looked at the red flags. I literally just saw what I wanted to focus on. Either he was cute or he was tall or, you know, he had a great job or he was funny. And so I just focused on that. And I was just telling myself the list of things I was looking for. And that list was so freaking small. I mean, I can't even tell you. It was, it was so pathetic now looking back when I met each person like where I was at and what I was looking for. Oh my God. It was like bare minimum stuff. Now I was not a big dater. Like I said, like I was not a person that was always in a relationship. I was not that girl. Um, I was not the type of girl to go out and get lots of telephone numbers, I just, I just wasn't, I would probably say that definitely in my early twenties too, I just kind of had resting bitch face. I'm not going to lie. Like I just didn't want to deal with the fake conversation or games that people played, which is what I felt like most people were doing. Most people were playing this game of like, Oh, I like you. Here's my number, but I'm going to treat you like crap. Or I'm going to play this game of, okay, now I'm not going to call you for three days. I seriously, just went off my intuition. And when I felt like it was a good vibe, I went with it. And then if I felt like it wasn't a good vibe, I still went with it. <laughs> and I'm telling you, like I don't think I was desperate for love and attention, but because I wasn't a relationship person where it was constantly bouncing from one to the next. But I will say when I get into a relationship, like I'm all in. I'm all in. It's usually never like a six month thing. Like, so I tried to, I always tried to make sure that I was being really thoughtful on who I let into my life. But as I was dating people, I just didn't, I don't know. Like, I feel like I just didn't really think about like long term. Like, I didn't think about for the rest of my life with a person. So if you're dating, obviously the intent is to be with this person forever. And I just didn't think about that. Like I didn't really look at a person and go, could I honestly be with you for the rest of my life? And I think when I did ask myself those questions, the answer was yes, but it was because I wasn't like really thinking about who I am and what it is that I wanted. I just were so quick to just overlook things and accept people really quickly And when you accept people really quickly, either because, you know, like I said, like you can see past all the bullshit. Like I tell people all the time, especially when I'm on the phone with people that are like empaths and they definitely resonate with this where I'm like, look, you just might be the type of person that can see past all the bullshit and see to the heart of a person. And that's just what you focus on. And that's a beautiful quality to have. But it also means that sometimes you are not really looking at what is actually in front of you. You're looking at who you know they can be and who you want them to be, but they don't want to be that person or they're not capable of being that person. So I don't know. I just feel like that's what I did for so long. And I never really thought about like long-term, is this person going to be the person for me? I was more concerned about did they make a good living? Did they want the same things as me? Did they want to have children? Like what did they do for fun? You know, did we kind of swim in the same pool in terms of what we like to do and who we were and all that stuff's fine, but, and it can be on the list, but I overlooked whether or not this person was my best friend, like whether or not I could really be myself flaws and all, and they would accept me. And then maybe some of them did. And I I feel like a lot. some of them really, really did, that they loved that I was open and honest and vulnerable at times, but they weren't with me. And they also, all of them, were not able to take care of me in the ways that I knew I deserved. And now we're just talking about like friendship, right? Like when you think about like your best friend and the ways that you take care of them and they take care of you, look like you get to define what that means. But for me, I Needed truly a partner. I needed a person that could see past all of my bullshit and knew that all I wanted to do was be vulnerable, but I was struggling to trust. And I had to be with someone that understood that it's going to take a minute for me to gain her trust and that I had to, and that they had to be consistent. And that they had to see me for who I really was and know that I was capable and know, you know, all, all these things that you want a person to look at you and be able to do, none of these people were able to ever, ever, ever do that because they were very deeply wounded and they were surface level people because good people, good hearted people all of them I still love to this day because, I mean, let's be honest, you can't shut love off. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I don't love them. I'm not in love with them, but I still love them and I still, you know, wish the best for all of them. But, And I'm not blaming anyone, but I am saying that because I was wounded, I was not able to see them clearly. And I wasn't healthy enough or strong enough to, or loved myself enough to know what I deserved and not settle for anything less. There was a fear that, well, if this doesn't work out, then where's the next person coming from? And I think most people operate from that fear place rather than learning how to love themselves and be alone and be happy, but still know what they deserve and know that they're gonna get it. If you knew that... If you left this relationship that you were not happy in, that if you left this and in six months or three years or whatever that timeline was, you knew you were going to meet the person, but that you had to do like these steps in order to get there to meet that person, you do it like you would do it. It's just the fear of the unknown that scares us so much because we so badly want something and we haven't learned how to give it to ourselves. I mean, really, that's what it is. That's what makes us overlook red flags. That's where the wounds come from. All of that stuff. You guys, before we continue on with this week's episode, I know what it's like to feel stuck and you just need to chat with someone who gets it. It is so hard to sometimes have conversations with people that just don't understand. When you're walking down these roads and it's difficult and you need that validation and insight and clarity on what it is that you're going through and At the end of the day, not even just what you're going through, like how do I overcome where I'm at? I want you guys to click the link below of this podcast and sign up today and book an individual session with me where we can go over everything, really start actually setting goals for yourself so you can overcome some of the things that you've been through. So I'm just going to be honest here when I say that pretty much every relationship I had ever been in prior to the one that I'm in now, I was in just like a lack space, either it either had to do with me just wanting to be loved but not having any standards, not understanding that there were plenty of people out there that were actually healthy and not having this like idea of, oh, all the good ones are taken or what if I don't meet this person? Like, I wish I really would have worked on that and not settled basically. I remember one relationship that I got into and I have to be honest, I <laughs> I felt like I was getting old. I was almost 29 and that sounds absolutely ridiculous as I'm sitting here at 43 that I thought I was getting old at 29. But so please, fellas, ladies, if you're listening to this and you are even under 43, even above 43, I gotta be honest, like just being happy. Like why do we put this age thing on that? We need something right now because we're getting to a certain age. I mean, it, it actually makes no sense. Please, please, please don't make bad decisions or overlook things that you shouldn't because instead of being single at 29, you're just going to end up being single at 40. So this is like the most important decision of your life over any other decision, especially if this is a person that you want to have children with, but learn how to be confident and make really confident decisions. But anyways, all I all I wanted is I wanted to be married. I wanted to have the comfort of of a family and I wanted that partner and I wanted to be a mom and I wanted that to be my life, you know, and also figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up and, and really focusing on a career or a job and, and having everything and having little bits of everything and learning how to balance that. Like that's all I really wanted. And I overlooked what that should really look like and feel like, because I didn't even freaking know what it should look like and i sure as hell didn't know myself and i just thought well he seems nice which the he seems nice is fine but it is the red flags and as they start to appear do you really want to see them and acknowledge them or are you so tripped up on i want this i want the relationship i want the ring i want the wedding i want the marriage i want the, the baby are you so obsessed with that that you can't, you can't see because you're so blinded by that. When you have the comfort of a body, basically when you have the comfort of someone, but you can really think you're safe and you can think that you're in a good relationship just because you're in one and just because they do some things and maybe check off some things on your list And you can push all the other shit down that you're innately feeling because you just don't want to, you don't want to acknowledge it. I never wanted to see that this person was super immature, was not consistent, was not emotional, or actually, honestly, probably even too emotional in some areas. It was like extremes. He would either cry like a baby for things that I thought were odd to be crying about, or and and this isn't judgment whatsoever. It's just it didn't seem normal or it didn't warrant that level of emotion. And, And to me, that was like, okay, do you know how to deal with your emotions? Do you know how to deal with how you feel? Because when you are that erratic and all over the place, that means that you're not actually dealing with how you really feel. You're suppressing it. And when it starts to come up, it just like overpowers you because you're not acknowledging some things. That right there, um, no one taught me that. (laughs) That was just something that I was feeling at the time. And I knew I'm like, this doesn't seem right. Like this isn't healthy. And, but I, I couldn't, I didn't put, I didn't, think that was a red flag because I was just like oh well look he's sensitive and he cries no I've never seen a man cry so you know what I mean like when you don't even have like a basis of healthy then when you see certain things you're gonna be like okay well that I guess that's normal or I guess that's who he is instead of being like wow that actually isn't really healthy to be like that or the game of I want you I don't want you Um, I'm going to, you know, go to your birthday party and not show up, or I'm going to say I'm going to go and not show up, or I'm going to invite you out, but then tell you, I don't want a relationship. Just like all these like back and forth things. And I feel like every guy was kind of like that. Like they were just a little all over the place. They had no idea who, who they were, what they wanted. They were constantly playing games. So, and you know, what's funny is it's just it it so wasn't attractive. And there were times, especially in my late 20s, where I started saying like, I'm over this, like I didn't even find it attractive anymore. Like I'd played those games in my 20s and in my early 20s. And I think when I started pushing, when I started getting closer to 30, I was more apt to say "Mm, not really interested. But it was the minute this, oh, I made a mistake. Oh, my God, you're the one. And I'm so sorry. It was like the minute I heard the words. I'm like, oh, look, now they finally see. And could people make mistakes? Yeah, they can. Can they not be able to really appreciate something until it's gone? Yes, absolutely. But I think now at 43, if that ever happened to me now, it would be such a turnoff and it wouldn't be. And it was a turnoff then, but it was something where I was like, all right, well, let me give you another chance and let me give you another chance. And even when I gave the chance, I wasn't going into it with my eyes open like, okay, I'm going to give you a chance, but. I'm going to be a little bit on guard. I'm going to be paying attention. I just gave the chance and there was no, there was no consequence. There was no me following up. There was no me like, okay, let me do a check-in. Like, how's it going after a month? Is he consistent? Is that, there wasn't any of that. It was just like, oh, look, he's sorry. And okay, we're done with that now. Okay. So that was a red flag. That was a red flag. Not, not, looking at someone who's clearly wishy-washy and all over the place and doesn't know what he wants or maybe isn't ready to commit wasn't a red flag. <laughs> it was something I was getting annoyed with and maybe something that I was like, all right, I don't want to put up with this anymore, like figure it out. But clearly the minute someone said something that I wanted to hear, I just was like, okay, there you go. And just like overlook that. So I saw bits and pieces of men that I had been with mirroring and I was, I swear, it was like I knew what he was doing even then. Like, I didn't know this term. I didn't know at the time, like, oh, this is mirroring. But I was like, okay, he always is on. He's always copying people, like what they said, or maybe even what I said. It was a person who I felt just didn't really know who they were, and they were trying to be who people thought they should be. Oh my God. Now even like saying this, and this isn't me as coach stuff, like examining my life. It was me at the time, really knowing this. And that just goes to show that your intuition is so (laughs) freaking powerful and you absolutely have to listen to it. And I just did not (laughs) listen to it whatsoever because you know, I overlooked it like everyone else does. I was like, oh, he's cute or he's nice or he has these kind of traits that I've never had before or I feel this way when I'm around them. Like it was just those kind of things, ridiculous things rather than going, okay, is this person healthy? (laughs) And more importantly, and this was probably the biggie, do I actually respect them? Like, do I respect him? Honestly, didn't respect anyone. (laughs) I mean, I didn't because when I thought of like the, this man that I wanted in my life that I truly respected their character, how they lived their life, how they treated people, it, it just wasn't it just wasn't there. It just wasn't the case like with anyone and that is something I always tell people go beyond healthy communication and and this and that, like all those things don't matter if you have absolutely no respect for a person. And when I'm talking to people on the phone, when I'm talking to you guys and you guys are especially the people that are coming out of like narcissistic relationships, the first thing that I ask, and I always say it the same way. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna ask you this question and I don't want you to think, I just want you to answer right away. And the minute even someone pauses, which most people don't, they'll just give me that quick answer even though they don't probably want to hear it, I'll say, do you actually respect this person? Quickly, it's it's a no. It's always a no. So if you don't respect this person, then what are we doing? What are we doing? Yes, we can grieve. And yes, it sucks to like end a relationship or it sucks to have to face the reality of who someone is. Like We can do all those things. But I do want us to stay focused on the fact that we don't really respect this person. So what are we doing? We're not mourning the person that we think existed. So then what are we doing? We're mourning something that didn't exist, which that can definitely become a habit and something that you do constantly if you're not really careful. And that can drag you down a rabbit hole. It can make you feel like shit. It can make you feel stuck forever because you're just living in fantasy. Isn't it funny how you can look at things, like how you see things and literally just go, hmm, that's funny. Huh, that was kind of weird. And you do absolutely nothing about it. You just like observe something, your intuition tells you something, and then nothing nothing changes. You still, you still go about your life doing the same thing. I had times where I was just so focused on finding someone that was there for me that I didn't really realize that this person didn't allow me to be there for them either because they couldn't be real and raw and honest, I didn't realize that they weren't letting me in at all. Like I just didn't realize that. And I didn't realize how important that was to me for someone to be able to be honest and raw and let me into their life. They would just shut down. They would either shut down or Or not open up or not tell me those kind of like deep, dark secrets or thoughts that made me feel, would feel like I knew them better. Like, isn't that what it means to have a best friend is that you can totally 100% be yourself around this person. And you know, what's funny is I realized there were so many friends that I had in my life where they couldn't do it either. They were just people that I had known my whole life or even people that I was meeting along the way. And they just for whatever reason, wouldn't let me in either. And that's one of the things now where, and look, not every person is going to be your soul sister, but I don't know. I just feel like I had so many people in my life where I was like, yeah, they don't really tell me what's going on with them. There was probably like, I can probably two, maybe even one in my life where I was like, yeah, no, she'll tell me every little thing that's going on with her. But for the most part, every other girlfriend that I ever had, um, they didn't let me in. Like they didn't tell me where they were struggling or what was going on with them. They just never wanted to talk about it. And and I realized like that's fine if that's their vibe, but like I can't have that as like a close confidant. I can have that as like an acquaintance or like a friend to like do things with, but to get like real and raw with someone, no, did not have a lot of Friends, I had more guy friends in my life that were able to do that than women friends, which I found very bizarre because usually it's a complete opposite. But and definitely the men in my life were not able to do it. So, you know, here's the problem with that is that if we weren't being honest with each other or weren't being honest with me, then what did we really have and what were we working towards like we're not okay maybe we had these goals of like let's buy a house and let's get married and you know, let's share family and grow or make a family together or or create that. But there wasn't a connection that we were building off of. That foundation like wasn't there. So if it's not there, then how are you going to be happy in a relationship? You're going to end up just having things together, but you're not really sharing in life together. You're just kind of like sharing experiences, but you're not, I don't know, and everyone's different. But for me, I'm just too emotional or I want that connection and I don't want to settle for just like surface level relationships. that's the thing with the red flags. Like the red flags are basically the unhealthy versions of themselves that they're either exposing or don't want to expose. And that isn't who they are on a soul level, but if the person doesn't want you to see the soul because of their own fears or wounds, then you end up falling in love with the promises or like the projections. I think the only way you can stop seeing red flags as green ones is by how quickly you can acknowledge them. Like how quickly can I come to terms with that this isn't okay and how much have you really worked on yourself? Because if you haven't worked on yourself, then you're going to overlook them because you don't want to see them because you still come from all those fears. I tell you the only way you can really see red flags quickly, or I should say like spot them or, you know, and basically how to deal with them is you just can't ignore them. And I know that sounds really simple, but really what we're trying to do is we're going to stop focusing on other things Your looking to get from this person and focus on like what are the core things that you want to feel when you're with your best friend? The only way you can answer that question is if you know yourself. That's it. You have to be able to know who you are. You have to have really healed some stuff. Like I had to heal my codependency for sure. I had to heal what I went through with my parents who got divorced. And because I didn't get the family unit that I wanted, I wanted to I wanted that really badly um, in my own life. And I thought that by being married, that it would mean someone would love me forever. I didn't realize people can leave you like I knew it, but I didn't really realize it. I didn't realize that people could cheat on you. Like I knew obviously all those things could happen, but I didn't think it would happen. And, you know, we don't go into relationships thinking, well, let me be prepared in case it does happen but you're going to be sad regardless. And that's just like, again, fear and your trauma coming through. So we don't want to come from that space. But I, sounds corny, but I really believed like that would complete me. And I didn't know how to feel completed and happy by myself. Like I didn't know that skill. So even now being in a relationship and being in a healthy one and being super happy now, if that were to ever go away for whatever the reasons are, I don't have a fear anymore about whether or not I'm going to be okay. Like I know how to create my own reality. I know how to overcome. doesn't mean we want to sign up and go through all that stuff, but it does mean like I'm not in fear of losing anything anymore. And when you're not in fear of it, then you can really enjoy it and not overlook things that are not okay and I don't know, I just really believe that you end up attracting healthier people because you're healthy. I had to really heal this idea that happiness meant the white picket fence and the two kids. And not that those things can't make you happy, but I had to find happy regardless of those things in my life. I'm telling you, if there is one lesson that changed my life, it was that because when you learn how to tap into happy, no matter what what's going on and what you're going through, it's a huge thing. I, and I didn't know how to do that before. And I realized just how important it was. And I think that's what my mission has always been. And this is why I wanted to help people. First off, I really wanted to educate people on the things that I didn't know that I wish I would have. And I wanted to help people to rebuild and overcome. Like, I love that shit. I love the process of watching someone who's in so much pain or so anxious or feeling like shit. And just at the end of the call, they feel hopeful. They feel excited. Like they're ready to do the things that are making them feel a little uncomfortable. They're ready to have those difficult conversations and start really practicing self-parenting. Like I love that shit. I will do this for the rest of my life. It is what I was meant to do. And I feel like when I started feeling good, I didn't need someone in the same way that I needed them before, which, you know, by the way, I had no idea I was doing that before. <laughs> just I, had, I was so unaware. So all of the fears and insecurities, like they just went away because I could see people really clearly. I didn't see them for who I wanted them to be, or I didn't. I didn't just focus on that soul of a person. I saw them with the way that they're showing up, and I took them at face value. It made it so much easier to not only see red flags, but to stop turning them into green ones, and Like I stopped convincing myself of things. Instead, I just saw them. And I didn't think it was okay or overlook. I learned how to see it and then let it go or see it and set a boundary. It was just so much easier. So if you guys are ready to stop seeing red flags in people and just overlooking them, I'm telling you, I literally... I can't even tell you how important it is to do this work, really work on healing that stuff within yourself. I am excited to, you know, offer you guys anything, support, anything I'm telling you, anyone that you gravitate towards, like do the work, like do the courses, like invest in yourself. Like this is the only time in your life where you're super focused on self-development that when you do this kind of work and you learn these things, like it, it never goes away. It stays with you forever. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and thank you guys so much for joining. I, hope, I wish you all the best and I'll chat with you in the next episode. Thanks guys. Take care.